This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. everyone welcome back to tunes and talks i hope you're having a great week i'm going to introduce this week's guest she's sitting beside me we're in a wardrobe right now great setup we have going on right here if you didn't guess already emma stevens joining us today and she's right here beside me say hello hello nice to meet you i'm morgan <laughs> nice uh, to meet you not like i live with you yeah thanks for joining me on my podcast emma's like one of my best friends in the world we flat together I'm going to introduce her for you. She's been a YouTuber for three years, started YouTube when she was at school, kind of like steadily grew her following to around 46,000 followers at the yeah, moment. Currently, yeah. Whopping 46,000. And she also runs her own small business for her website called EJ's Apparel, where she sells clothes. She's very interesting and inspiring. And I hope you guys like what she has to share with you. I'm very excited. And yeah, I'm very flattered. That was a really good intro. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to start with a real boring question because I feel like I need to get it out of the way. And I'm kind of interested to know as well because I feel like I've never asked you this. So yeah, the first question is what inspired you to start YouTube? Because since you started in high school, like I know quite a few people. I mean, I know that I, like when I was in intermediate, I was like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. And I would like make stupid little videos on my yeah. iPod and stuff. But like you actually took it really seriously from the start because I've watched Emma's first <laughs> videos and they were actually really good. So tell me a bit about what kind of inspired you to start? Yeah, so growing up, my dad was a professional photographer, so I spent a lot of my time as a child being his model per se. <laughs> and so being in front of the camera was something that wasn't really foreign to me. And then when I sort of became a teenager and I liked my independence, I found myself spending a lot of time in my bedroom. And I was someone who really enjoyed watching TV with my parents, but I wanted alone time. As opposed to reality TV, I found myself watching YouTube videos. And so I started watching, like you guys know, like The Dote Squad, Hannah Maloche. Bro, you were literally describing me. I literally, yeah, I, I thought this was too. like every girl like our age mm. and like, 2017-ish. Mm -hmm. Yep, like mid-high school. Yeah, yeah. So I was one of those girls who watched those channels and I was like, hey, this is kind of cool. Like, I'd love to, you know, give this a go. And prior to that, I had a GoPro that, like a cheap $90 GoPro that my family had and I'd make like little travel montage videos. Yeah, so with, I remember watching those. Yeah, yep. With uh, little cute little songs behind them. So that was kind of where it started and then I started watching YouTube then I got a camera for my 16th birthday and then I was like, right, there's no excuses. I have this camera. There's literally nothing holding me back apart from myself. So, yeah. Just gave you that little push to start. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, leading on from that, what are some advice that you would give to people wanting to do what you do? Because I know that a lot of your audience is kind of at that age that you were when you started now. Yeah, a lot of my audience is typically New Zealand high schoolers, like females. 
And if you, if that is you, and or if you are just anyone watching this, I think like when people ask me this question, like on DM and stuff, the first thing I always tell them is make sure your intentions are right and pure. A lot of people see what I'm doing and they see the brand deals and they see the lifestyle and they're like, oh, awesome, I want that. No, you don't want that. You want what you want, what you should want. Sorry, is the experience because. Let me tell you, Morgan better tell you as well, it is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes yeah. that you don't see, and it's not always the pretty stuff. Yeah, it's um, not all fun and games. No, sure. I'm probably fortunate that naturally I'm a pretty like applied and organised person, so I just kind of just get on with it. But for a lot of people, it would be quite overwhelming having to balance the actual YouTube social media thing with everything else that goes on behind the scenes, and like, not legal stuff, but like... Business stuff. Big kid stuff. Like, I am... I had an accountant when I was 17. I don't think that Did that's... Did you? Yeah, I don't think that that's a normal thing for people to have. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, just kind of, like, make sure your intentions are pure and make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. And from there, if, that, if your intentions are pure and you have got the right sort of reasons behind you, I would say go for it because, as I said before, the only thing that was holding me back was myself. So mm. you got to go for it and just act confident. And no more question your little Sarah's Day quote in there. Oh, I love it. I love your confidence because <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people sort of struggle when they're trying to put themselves out there in anything creative, like whether it be YouTube or like if they want to like show off their musical talent or their art or anything like that. It's kind of the always get of what other people are going to think. Yeah, and the thing is if it's something and... you love then who people cares? will see that as well. People will see that you love it and that you're confident and they'll be like, oh, that's, like, cool. Like, that's their thing. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that from the get-go people were super supportive. I did get a little bit of, like, smart comments from people at school. But then as my channel grew, those were the people that wanted to be my friends. Mm, so it's kind of ironic, isn't it? It is a little like bit. <laughs> the people that kind of do that are maybe the people that aren't very confident in themselves and kind of maybe they want to do something like that, but they... They feel like they're, they're the ones that's done it's Okay, more lighthearted question. What is the best part of your job? What's your favourite part of your job? Like, in any sort of aspect of it, whether it be EJ's apparel or your YouTube or anything like that, what's the best part? Oh, that's an interesting one. I First thing that came to mind was interacting with the people mm. because I've had the opportunity to meet and make friends with my followers, which is amazing. Like... Um, like actual were, real friends yeah actual yeah. real friends like um, this girl Sophie from Christchurch I went down to Christchurch and we've been talking over Snapchat I met her at, from her being a subscriber and we like caught up and like hung out for a bit um, and then going back a couple years ago when I had my meeting group I met this girl Chrissy and she's now in Hamilton and I like hang out with her like once a week we go to church together so like making those friendships that's not like I didn't think that that would be a possibility with YouTube yeah. but like it is mm. yeah yeah so that's definitely the best part, like, yeah, I'd say so. Side. And obviously um, the creative side as well, like having a creative outlet, I enjoy that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, on the flip side, what's a part of your job that people don't really know about that is like a real big struggle or it's that, that is harder than that kind of comes across? Yeah, okay, so two things. Firstly would be like what I said before about behind the scenes and like all the like logistical stuff, businessy sort of things. Um yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work. Obviously, I probably make more work for myself by having, um, like, the business, like, the merch. I hate the word merch, but, like, the clothing side of it. That's that's a lot of work. YouTube in itself isn't too bad, but, yeah, that definitely adds a whole nother... Yeah, that's a whole nother ballpark. But another thing is, like, when you just don't feel like being on social media and people expect you to be showing your face and expect you to be positive, and some days when I just don't feel it, it's like... Am yeah. I, like, is something wrong with me? 
Um, obviously, it's completely normal because you are a human and social media shouldn't dictate that sort of stuff. But yeah, some days it's like I genuinely mm-hmm. just can't be bothered dealing with the yeah. internet right now and Fair people's enough. opinions. Yeah. I feel like everyone has those days, but since you're yeah, like, like, putting your whole life out there, everyone kind of expects people like you and like people, yeah. other YouTubers and stuff to always be sharing their opinion on everything that's going on. Because yeah. I think that's what people forget is I, and I know people when I used to watch YouTubers and stuff, they used to say this and I'm like, yeah, right. But I am literally a normal person. Like, I have a job. Yeah. I go to uni. I pay my bills. I'm like, the only thing that makes me different is I have a thing where I, at this channel where I make videos for fun. Literally, like, she's probably one of the most normal people you will meet. And <laughs> you put your whole life out on the internet and you're still genuine and you're the same. Oh, thanks. So, that's actually, like, the biggest compliment. You really are. Like, but, like, not... to throw you under the bus, Morgan, you knew me bef- like from YouTube. Oh, no. Before you, story going to come before up? Before you met me. I feel like I need to preface this because otherwise people aren't going to understand, like, the true, like, behind what you're saying. Because Morgan was a subscriber. A little secret, guys. And then we moved into university and my... I made a friend with this girl, Rachel, who we're now fighting with. Love you, Rachel. And then Morgan became friends with Rachel, and then Morgan and I became friends. And How did from we bond, Emma? We bonded over dogs. Okay. To be exact. Cavoodles, yeah. And Morgan didn't, <laughs> I didn't, didn't tell you. let off that she knew me previously from YouTube. And so I was like, oh, cool. Clean slate. Knows nothing about me. Fantastic. I haven't messed anything up from the get-go. And then, like, this is pre-COVID. So after COVID, like, two or three months later, I didn't we come back from ages. lockdown. And Morgan and Rachel both told me, like, at the same time that they had known me from, like, YouTube before you met Literally. me. Well, like, same goes for me. I didn't want to tell you and then have it be like, <laughs> oh, she, she wants to be friends with me because, like, she knows me from YouTube and blah, blah, blah. She wants to, like, get recognised and stuff. Because that wasn't it. It was just, like, a coincidence. Yeah, we ended up in the same Me and circles, Rachel were yeah. friends and then me and Emma were friends and it all just worked out and we're, like... We just gel really well together, and it's funny because I actually kind of thought that when I, because you know how like, how for you guys who don't go to halls, um, I don't know if you do this at other universities. At our university, we had like a college hall Facebook page where we could see all the people that were in the halls because they added them all to a page. And I was scrolling through, and I was like, ah, oh, Emma Stevens, I know who that is. And I was like, ah, oh, I think we'd be good friends, but like, obviously didn't say anything yeah. about it. And then it just happened, and I was like, ah. Oh. Because I was, like, worried coming that people would know who I was and then try and, like... I actually said to mum, I'm like, I hope people don't, like, blindside me and want to be friends with me because of, like, what I am, not who I am. And then I got there and no one knew who I was. That's what I thought anyway. No one knew who you were, No one knew who I was, in in, um, quotation marks. And I was, like, so stoked about, like, yes, no one knows who I am. This is fantastic. And then... Yeah, I hate to break it to you, but (laughs) but you spread fast. All genuine intentions. Yeah. Turns into a flower Oh, boy, let 
but yeah. Um, all right. So, what is the most memorable moment about your job? Like, what, what have you kind of? What's the best memory you have of it so far? One of the things I remember so vividly. This isn't probably like the best memory. But one of the most memorable ones would be when I hit ten k subs. Mm, like that crazy, was eh? the most insane, surreal, overwhelming feeling I've ever felt. This is okay. This is to explain how normal my life is, well, to an extent. So, <laughs> I uploaded this video. A couple months later, it popped off. I'm pretty sure it was like my room tour, or no, it was a week in the life of New Zealand high school when I was in year thirteen. And this video, nothing really happened with it. And then all of a sudden, it started picking up views. And then I started picking up subscribers. So I finished school on Friday. I had like two thousand subscribers, I think. Then I go to netball on Saturday morning. I have 3,000 subscribers. I That night, I come home. I've got 4,000. Um, the next day, I have 5,000. And by Wednesday the next week, I was at this business event for school. I was about to do this big, massive business pitch. And, like, they're about to come call us to come in to present to, like, this Dragon's Den thing. And I'm sitting there with my phone watching the subscribers, like, get up and up and oh up and gosh. up and up. And then all of a sudden, I hit 10,000. I, like, scream. I'm like, yes. And my teacher's like, what does that mean? And I'm like, don't have time to explain. <laughs> and then I literally got inundated with messages from people who, like, I knew from school, I didn't even know that they, like, supported what I was doing. And they're like, congratulations, like, I just watched you, like, they they had watched it tick over as well. It was, like, insane. Wow. Yeah. It's really cool to see how many people support you from a distance. Yeah. Like, I found that with my first episode of the podcast. I haven't talked to some of these people for years, and people reached out to me and were like, congratulations, like, people yeah. that I would never expect yeah, to. it's cool. Like, it's actually really cool, like, who's kind of quietly watching you, like, do what you do. Live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, last sort of like serious question. How did you start your business? Because you actually have a sort of like a little side hustle, which is kind of connected to your YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. So um, how did you start that? So I started that, like the brainstorming part of it, I started when I had around 25,000 subscribers, I want to say, which is a very small number of subscribers to be doing this sort of stuff. Like I, in a sense, probably should have waited, but you know, here we are and I don't really regret it because it's been heaps of fun. So I, w I remember I was in Fiji on a family holiday and I was so bored. So I grabbed up my, this YouTube notebook I had and I started like drawing little like designs and I came up with this one, I'm like, hey, that's actually cool and could actually be feasible, which is the original Make Someone Smile hoodie. So it has like the little logo on the, the little Sun. And on the back it says make someone smile. Right. And my whole idea behind that was that I wanted like people to wear them and then people walking behind them would see that it says make someone smile and then it would make them smile. And so that I drew it out and I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of cool. So that was in July. And then fast forward to like October, I was like, hey, I actually want to like make that drawing I did a few months ago come to life. So that's what I did. And I got like one, like a white one, a black one and a pink one made, like in hoodies. And I was like, oh yeah, this like, you know, this could become a thing people might want this and then I ended up taking pre-orders I ended up selling people 70 people bought them really yeah it was crazy so then I went and got them made and I distributed them and they kind of unintentionally became a business it was not my intention for it to be like an ongoing thing so then people really loved it so then I ended up bringing out bucket hats and then a few months later people were like t-shirts we want t-shirts I'm like okay so we, I bought that same design out in a t-shirt and then I did a similar thing with like a striped t-shirt with like a slightly different design then I kind of went away for like a few months and everyone's like where's like have you got more stuff coming I'm like okay guys so I bought out lanyards and there was crewnecks lanyards were a hit too lanyards I've probably sold like nearly 400 of them crazy um, or maybe not that much, like 300. You see half of Waikato Uni walking around wearing Emma's lanyards. Quite literally. I was out bowling last night with some girls from church and this girl was wearing one and we're like, where'd you get that from? And she's like, 
oh it was quite cool um my mum has one she wears yeah. it all around her school but it's cool like i've seen people out in public wearing like my stuff and so i like it's like a point of conversation so i can yeah. like, approach them and be like hey like thank you for like supporting me but yeah so then what did i oh this last summer i had i was like all right we're gonna go in we're gonna give this out all so i bought out like 10 products i think including hoodies and stationery um that was massive i remember being in your room like bagging it up till literally it was rachel's birthday and we were all into like glasses and stuff past midnight bagging this stuff yeah i remember that it was insane yeah so then it's kind of just progressed into something and i've um just had some blanks arrive for the next drop of stuff which is in about a month to six weeks so it's all go with that i've been like going to see my supplier and signing off like um samples and things to make sure it's all ticking along but yeah, I guess that's kind of where it all started and how it's going and where it is now. Yeah, so if you guys want to do anything creative, it doesn't even have to really start with the intention of being a business. Absolutely just do not. it for fun because yeah. that shows that you're passionate about it too. Yeah, like even YouTube, like when I started that, I did not think that I would be where I am right now. I thought that it would be like, you know, 100 subs. Because I remember I put on my Instagram, I was like to my followers at the time, I had like 1,000 because I was just like school friends. And mm-hmm. I was like... I want like 50 subs before I make a video so that I know that people are going to support me kind of like I didn't say it that way but that's kind of where I was heading yeah and so I had like 46 subs I'm like oh yeah good enough I'll make a video and then I did and then people started to like catch on and yeah all right so uh we all flat together as you know Emma and um (laughs) I wanted to ask you some things that you recall about our flat just to kind of lighten up the podcast what is like some funny flat stories that you know of like, right off the bat, oh. what's a really funny flat story that you remember? Because I've got a few, but... Okay, this one's, like, I feel like it's... You really had to be there, but... So, on Morgan's birthday, we had severe thunder and lightning. It was, a, like, a stormy day. And I was in the kitchen with our flatmate, Danny, and we were, like, <sighs> looking at the lightning out the window. And then all of a sudden, the lightning cracked right above our house. Thunder immediately, booming so loud. Just about freaking knocked the living daylights out of me. Booming. Anyway, (laughs) Danny, first instinct is the thunder does its thing. She drops to the floor. Danny has a thing about dropping to the floor. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting to that. So then that same night, um, my boyfriend and some of his friends broke into our flat um, to steal our corn silver side, as you do. As you do, you know. As you do. Just the usual. And Danny fell over twice. Like, in the duration of this, like, 30-second event, Danny, like, was so overwhelmed. Is that the right word? I don't even know. She, like, she just dropped to the She, ground. like, launched herself at the ground, too. It wasn't just, like, like a sitting down. She, like, like dropped. Almost, like, literally just, like, dropped into a press-up or something. Yeah, like, it was, yeah, it was quite funny. And then she just, like, dropped and starts, like, hysterically laughing. Um, oh so, gosh. yeah, that's that's a very vivid flat memory. We all have special traits. Second yeah, story. Yeah, keep going. Okay. This has become, like, a adjective in our house, right? Okay, there's actually, no, there's two of these now that I word it that way. So, the first one, what I was going for is this um, this adjective is 660 vibes. Oh. To describe a mood, right? So, uh, we all went as a flat to the 660 concert in Hamilton. Great night. Came home, and that was the same night that the... Was it the third lockdown for Auckland was announced? It was, because when we first moved into the flat, the first day that we were all here, me and Rachel, not all yeah. of us, but us three, Auckland got put back into level three for, I think it was like... Three days. 48 or hours or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah. And so the song was third. announced... Yeah, the third one was announced for a week. And so at this point, 
Owen picks us up, which is my boyfriend. He picks us up. We come back to the flat. So there's the four flat girls plus Owen. Owen's like, oh, yeah, my friend Joel's coming over because he doesn't want to be in Auckland for the lockdown. So he's at the flat. And then one of our friends doesn't want to stay at her flat. So she came over. So now there's six of us. Bit of a full house. Then our fifth flatmate who lives in Auckland. She's due to move in this Sunday. Due, to, due to move in the following day, but won't be able to because of the border closures, decides she's going to come down at 2 a.m., so, she turns up at, no, she turned up at 2am, eh? Yeah. yeah, so she left Auckland at like midnight, came here at 2am. So there's seven of us staying in Full this house. house. Full house. Anyway, when we got back from the concert before um, our fifth flatmate arrived, and there was six of us here. Wait, no, there would have been eight of us. I did not count that right. Oh, and Owen as well. Yeah. yeah. We come back, and we're kind of all a little bit confused. The fact, we've just been at a concert with like thousands, tens of thousands of people, there is coronavirus in the community. We're all panicking slightly. Slightly. Slightly panicking. Just a little. And we decide just to, we got to air fry us. So we decide just to cook everything in the air fryer. I'm not even kidding. Like, I think this might have been one of the first times we used the air fryer. We got everything humanly possible out of our freezer and chucked it in the air fryer <laughs> together and just served it up at 2am. So we had hash browns, spring rolls, sausage rolls, dumplings. <laughs> We had the whole works going, and from that night, we were all kind of a little bit delirious, so we call that, like, if that mood ever occurs again, it's Which called it often 60, does. 60 Vibes. It happens on a weekly basis, multiple times a week now. Not the whole food situation, but just, like, our mood. And the other thing, which isn't really a funny story, but we've named ourselves the Smeg Flat, because... Oh, this has to be brought up. Okay, this is me being a victim to my own job. Sarah's day... <laughs> has she's not an influencer for them but she has a smeg jug and a smeg toaster and i think that they are just beautiful appliances so i decided to splurge and buy them for our flat and so they sit proud on our bench top in our kitchen it's kind of our thing and so we have named ourselves the smeg flat because it was just a ridiculous purchase completely unnecessary and we have to we have to feel better about it by making our whole identity <laughs> revolve around it we <laughs> kind to. of is a little bit like that <laughs> so yeah that was my little splurge for the kitchen and yeah that's become our we, we are now the smeg flat and we use smeg as well as an adjective so Instead of saying something's real fancy or posh or cool, posh, I don't like the word posh. Anyway, posh. we call ourselves smeg. So like, for example. <laughs> saying that out loud, I hate that. You know, this <laughs> microphone that we're recording on right now. Smeg. <laughs> very smeg. Very smeg microphone. Morgan's tracksuit is wearing right now. Very smeg. Very, very smeg. Emma's wardrobe, not going to lie, quite smeg. So yeah, um, we have a lot of fun in the smeg flat. And I'm very happy to live here. <laughs> Why not me? So why not me? Never did I have to 
shining on me. Hey, just shining on me. Hey, just that fire. Sunshine's a gravitizer. Heat a pipe, a pick the back of switches and a lighter. Ha, getting higher. Now, right now, we're getting higher. Sunny D got us like Eco Risk, except much dry. My confession, sunshine is my obsession. You'd have probably noticed your way to possess by your possession. You just hit that scrolling, and I'm going to a place where I don't have to deal with loading in the terms and conditions. I'm concerned with these traditions while the fake be taking pictures, all the lonely taking pictures. We say that we're a Christian, still got hatred in our vision. We just keep turning through life in comparisons. I say just check the scriptures. Wake up, breathe, relax, remember, hey, there's way more to life than getting retweets on your Twitter, hey, baby. YouTube stuff. Yes. What is one time that you weren't sure if you wanted to continue? Like, that oh. you kind of second guessed. Oh, bro, this morning. I had this <laughs> almost like on a weekly basis. Like, no joke. Like, I'll go through a phase, right, where I'll be really, really inspired for like a few months. And I'll be like, yep, nah, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I'm meant to be doing. I just crank out the videos, have a good time. It's great. And then I'll like plateau for a bit. So I feel like probably honestly right now I'm in a little bit of a plateau just because everything else is so busy. I mm-hmm. don't necessarily have the time that I'd like to have to spend on YouTube. So it kind of gets pushed aside a bit. And I'm like, oh, I don't really have time for it. Most of the time I end up editing my videos on Saturday morning to upload them on Saturday morning. <laughs> so at the How moment I'm kind of like, am I... Obviously, I know myself. I'm not giving it my all. So I'm like, should I just take a break? But then I'm like, no, because I enjoy it. So it's kind of like, yeah, I go through this kind of like backwards and forwards thing. Obviously, I haven't quit. And obviously, I still pump out my weekly videos. So it's never a period of time for a month where I'm like, oh, no, I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. It's more like, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, not today sort of type thing. And then I'm like, the next day, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. We're back into it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that with everything in life, too. Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, every uni student in the world can relate to the fact that we talk about wanting to drop out every week of our lives. <laughs> yeah, and then we're like, oh, just kidding. Like, the next week, we're like, oh, no, nah, it's fine. I love my degree. I can't wait to graduate. <laughs> oh, I hate my degree. I want to drop out. It's like me every single week of my life. And it's yeah. kind of nice to know that even people that have, like, what is perceived as one of the coolest jobs feel like that all the time. Yeah, sometimes I'm like... Like, when I get, like, overworked, going back to, like, being overwhelmed by social media, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go on social media today. And then I'm like, wait, if I don't want to go on social media today, is this a job for me? But then, like, I don't consider it a job. I'm just like, oh, if I don't, it's just a hobby. If I don't feel like doing it, then I'm not going to force myself. Exactly. What helped you to become more confident in yourself, like, through your whole life, kind of YouTube and everything? 
I think it's really just embracing who you are as a person. I'm a strong believer in like you are who you're meant to be kind of and like you grow in your own skin and that's like you that's natural so in terms of having confidence for YouTube it's definitely a practice makes perfect kind of type thing even if I have like a break from like vlogging per se like especially out in public oh my goodness vlogging in public that takes whew, a lot of courage takes it's, some nerve takes some nerve you're not wrong so for me like if I don't do that regularly and then like I go like I don't do it for a month and go try do it I like find that I've lost that confidence so yeah. it's about maintaining it and building it up in terms of like yourself like putting YouTube aside if you're just like a I don't want to say normal Joe Bloggs person because I'm a normal Joe Bloggs person as well Same. but like in a real life scenario to be confident it's kind of like when you're confident it makes it less awkward for everyone for sure like yeah. people can tell by anything you do if you're confident in yourself or not like, yeah like even at work when people come in and they're like not confident in what they're after it kind of makes it awkward for the both of you whereas mm -hmm. when they come in they're like because you know when someone walks into a shop right you don't walk in there not knowing what you're going for if they yeah. come in and they're awkwardly like acting like they don't know what they're there for then it's kind of like yeah this is making it really awkward like i can't help you you got to voice what you're like you know and it's yeah. like yeah like a good example for like everything else too if you walk into a job interview and don't look confident, yeah. same thing. Like you got to walk into like, the oh. job interview like you've got the job already, kind of type thing. Like you, you know gotta, what you want, you've practiced what you're going to say, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like be confident in what you're saying as well. Like right now, like you guys might not know, I might have no idea what I'm talking about, but because I'm speaking in a confident manner, it makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. What are your goals kind of going forward for the future with your YouTube, with your business, with your degree, everything like that? Um, definitely, yeah. obviously, with my degree, obviously. I think this is everyone's goal was to graduate if I can do that yeah that'd be nice awesome be great um in terms of YouTube I've had this goal for two years now so we're, we're trying really hard but to uh, reach 100k subscribers I've kind of always had the mindset and still do that numbers don't really mean a whole heap but I thought that'd just be like a really cool milestone mm. because that's when you get like the play button and like I feel like until you reach that point YouTube doesn't really like acknowledge you Mm, which sucks because so, you're really like because I just like the play button is like a participation certificate like you know I kind of just want a participation mm -hmm. certificate and it's also like kind of a symbol of like oh we respect how hard you're working yeah Keep going yeah because yeah. I remember like when I hit 10k everyone's like oh do you get a play button like when I have 10 times the amount of subs I have right now which is a lot of people <laughs> yeah, yeah but one day it'll happen yeah one day <laughs> um yeah, so that's probably like my big YouTube goal and obviously just being like consistent with my uploads and stuff. In terms of EJS Apparel, just, yeah, coming up with cool stuff that people like because obviously it's not about kind of what I want, it's about what other people But want. both though. Yeah, yeah, like it's stuff that I would wear that other people would also wear, so... As the sun goes down, it's another girl day you lost for now And I wonder where you woke up this morning Cause it's just last night, but all your kiss And it's just a touch, but all your lips And she was beautiful And we put our hands up to the sky Screamed the lyrics loud, not shy Then you put your hand in mine And oh well, they, they fell perfectly together 
She looks like Pocahontas Bush. She wears these hot top sneakers with a button up. She's so windy, but she's really beautiful. She's beautiful. And she grabbed me closer, and so I said, Well, hypothetically, theoretically, and well, she said nothing. And well, she kissed me instead as the sun starts to rise in the twilight night. She kissed me for the last time, and she was golden, golden as the daylight comes, and I'll probably never see her again. Golden, golden as the daylight comes, and I'll probably never see her again. Golden, golden as the daylight comes, and I'll probably never see her again. She wants. The thing is, she looks like Pocahontas Bush. She wears these hats of sneakers with a button up. She's so windy, but she's really beautiful. She's beautiful. And she grabbed me closer, so I said, well, hypothetically, theoretically, and well, she said nothing, and well, she kissed me instead as a son. Starts to rise in the twilight night. As she kissed me for the last time, and she was golden, golden as the daylight comes, and I'll probably never see her again. Golden, golden as the daylight comes, and I'll probably never see her again. Golden, golden as the daylight comes, and I'll probably never see her again. What are the kind of like behind the scenes sort of things that you have to deal with that, you know, it's not all about just filming yourself and putting it on the internet. You've got like, you know, how you said before you had an accountant when you were 17 oh, yeah. and like all that sort of stuff. Like what, what else do you have to really get organized for that? Um, yeah, well, when you start interacting with brands, you obviously need to have some sort of business email. So for me, that was just emastevensvlogs at gmail.com. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but just one that you can use that's semi-professional where you deal with business dealings. So I feel like a lot of people ask me as well, what, how do you contact a business? So I actually did a fair bit of research on this when I was like 16 years old, when I first started reaching out to brands. And it's all about portraying yourself in like a professional way. And what you're trying to do when you're working with a business is you're aligning your values with the business's values. So if you're trying to like work with a company, obviously they need to be a company that represents what you represent and vice versa. So I think the first company I ever emailed was actually Princess Polly from memory, I think. It was definitely the first successful email I sent. 
um, it wasn't a massive brand deal, but it was, you know, at the time I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. Scary. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, my advice, if you're like looking to send an email to reach out to a company, if this is like down the track or for you currently would be first things first, introduce yourself, introduce who you are, introduce what you stand for. Um, maybe say where you're from and your age, just to make it a bit more personal and then say, go into detail of like what you're thinking in your mind you want from this company. They may not agree, but you're at least giving them a little bit of an idea. And being transparent too. Yeah, so for me, I might be like, hey, I would love to work with you on an Instagram post or I'd love to work with you on a series of like a haul on my story or a video incorporating your product or something like that. Yeah, so you kind of state what you want and then they might come back to you and be like, okay, yep, that's awesome. Or they might be like, hey, we're interested in working with you, but can we slightly tweak that like proposal you had slightly? So it doesn't need to be like a long email. I'm talking this only needs to be like, I don't know, probably like 50 words. Yeah, probably around that. Normally mine's like, hello. So like, also key thing. And if you can find a name of a person, address it to the person directly. That's a big thing mm. is if you can be like, hello, Stacy or like rather than <laughs> to whom it may concern. Um, yeah, so... Because then it's more personal too. Yeah, like, yeah. It shows that you've done your research. Yeah, that's the big thing. It shows you've done your research. So the introduction of yourself and then the proposal of what you want to do. And then you just, at the end, be like, kind regards, Emma. Or kind... I'm One of my big things I do is say kindest Emma because then it's like not too formal but not too informal. Yeah, you're like, you want to try to keep it friendly. Like you're trying to be friends with this company. So yeah, you want to do that well. Um, I think a lot of people have this impression that you need to have like management working for you. Obviously, if you had a greater following and you were dealing with more emails and things, like, like perhaps, stuff. yeah, perhaps then you would. But for me personally, I do it all on my own and I've had no issues. That's the other thing as well with brand deals. I feel like people assume every time you work with a company, there is money exchanged. Not the case. With the new ASA guidelines, I feel like it makes it really unclear. So the ASA guidelines are what, as an influencer, you're expected to kind of tag on your photos to make sure people understand that you are advertising for a company. So for example, a lot of brand deals are just an exchange of goods. So for example, I may work with a company and they might provide me with an item, like a product, and my- To promote. To promote. And so yeah. in return of that, all I have to do is for this free product is I have to try it out, post an Instagram photo and an Instagram story and the deal is done. That's it. But there's no money involved. Like I no feel money, like a big no. misconception about YouTubers is that, you know, like, oh, can I have this for free? And then like pay pay me 10, you know, like those really popular influencers, you know, pay me 10 grand for three yeah, posts like on I my story. Yeah, like I saw one thing a while ago was that Crazy. Tammy Hembro was charging $100,000 for a post like that, which I mean, obviously she's got like millions of followers and not like 10,000. So that's understandable. But from like a, some, like a micro influencer perspective, you don't expect any monetary exchange. And yeah, um, so going back to the ASA guidelines, they've changed it now. So every single um, brand deal as such, money exchanged or not, whether it's just goods being exchanged or you've been gifted something and then months later you post a photo wearing it, you're supposed to disclose the word ad to show that that product was given to you if there was money exchanged or not previously. You only had to say ad if there was money exchanged. And I thought that was really clear yeah. because then people knew, like, 
if you saw something was posted and you saw the word ad, you're like, all right, they're being paid to actually say what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But now it's literally for everything. Yeah, now it's everything. So, like, I may have something really, really good to say about a brand that I have been gifted a product but not paid for, and I genuinely love this brand, but I have to put the word ad there, which makes it look like I'm being paid to say the words that I'm saying, Mm. even though it's just because I genuinely... It's the way the world works. yeah. Yeah. So I think, personally... I think that the word gifted is clearer when no money is exchanged mm-hmm. and the word ad is when money is exchanged. I was trying to keep that up, but obviously I say they have other ideas so I can't compete with a governmental agency. <laughs> but yeah, personally that's where I stand. But but obviously I wouldn't promote a company or a product that I didn't believe in. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I feel like to wrap that whole thing up, it's kind of like you're saying it's not actually that unreachable to if you really really want to go for go and be an influencer or go and do anything creative it's not actually that unreachable no no not at all yeah there's a lot of misconceptions around what you have to have behind you or what you have to set up when i first reached out to brands i had three thousand followers and i was successfully getting in contact with these brands and getting deals in return so i feel that's probably a good place to start was around the three thousand follower mark yeah for sure but i mean like even Without the brand deals and stuff, just starting off as an yeah, influencer. As you, an influencer you, you don't have to have anything. Yeah. Like, I go months without working with any brands, and it's actually quite a nice breather because then you're posting just complete content that you... Stuff that you love. Yeah, that like, just general stuff rather than being like, I have this item of clothing that I have to, like, take a photo in. Because it was a little bit unnatural, but it's yeah. still, like, you know, I wouldn't be posting a photo in it if I didn't want to, you know? Yeah. I feel like Emma is proving that you can literally be anyone from any anywhere and you know you don't have to have anything behind you you can come from be a little girl from Auckland and just be interested in something and do it and then end up making kind of like a semi-career out of it and yeah making a living out of it being stable turning your passion into a side hustle turning your passion into a side hustle that is (laughs) what this entire podcast is about (laughs) turning your passion into something you want to do yeah so yeah um that wraps it up for today very 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 happy with how this has gone but yeah no thank you so much for joining me today thank you for podcast. having me i've That's actually had right. so much fun i thought like this is a lot of stuff that i've been wanting to voice but i didn't want to voice it on my own channel because i feel like for people sure. aren't interested because i kind of really know bits and pieces mm. so. yeah it's really good and yeah so I, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far i just wanted to say before i wrap this up is how much support i've been getting on the last one even if i feel like some people probably a lot of people won't listen this far in but even like just me saying it out loud makes you feel better about it um I feel like a lot of people have been paying attention to it, which who I didn't think would be. And I feel like a lot of people actually are kind of acknowledging it, which is nice because I was actually really nervous about starting it because I'm quite an anxious and self-conscious person. But everyone that is supporting makes it feel natural and actually makes me feel excited about recording it each week. So thank you very much for that. And yeah, I will see you guys next week with a new episode. Have a good, have a good rest of your week. Bye. Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.